Hi everyone, so welcome to episode two of my mental health podcast. Today I want to talk about toxicity, but before um, I get started, I just want to say a massive thank you for all the support um, that I received from my last episode. I am so grateful um, for the love and support that so many people showed and for all the messages that I received. So thank you so much for that. Um, so today I want to talk about toxicity. Um, are you toxic towards yourself? Are you toxic towards other people? Do you have toxic people in your life? Or just what other um, parts of your life, What I guess what negativity are you inviting into your life? Um, you know, I always thought as a kid that the world was against me and, you know, everyone so every kid growing up you always thought that the world revolved around you um that you know we're in some kind of like a bubble where we're the main character like the Truman Show um so yeah I remember being a kid and I always thought that I uh, the world was against me um I always thought that whatever good that I did I didn't I just didn't feel like I was getting it returned. Um, And because of that mindset, I started becoming more selfish. I became more angry. Um, Not for any particular reason other than the fact that I thought that people just... Not not, not so much people, but yeah, the whole world I just felt like didn't like me and everyone had it out for me. Obviously, it is not the case. We're all just a speck of um, sand, you know. There's We're not the main character. Everyone is the main character in their own world. But having that mindset growing up, and I felt like I always took it with me um, until, you know, just in the last couple of years, where I thought that, well, why would I be good if if these people aren't going to be good to me? Why would I do the right things if the right things won't happen to me? Why would I want to, you know, be nice to that person if they're not going to be nice back to me? Um, I remember um, also that I hated it when people didn't smile back at me. If I smiled at people and they didn't smile back, I would get so angry because I thought, oh my God, it does, it takes like, zero effort to smile back at a person why do I bother (laughs) um and sometimes that same um thought comes back to mind but it's more so you know like it's hard to break an old habit and if it does come back to my mind now when I smile at people and they don't smile back at me I just think okay no that's fine like they don't have to smile at you it's not their job to please you um but now I've got this different mindset that if something doesn't go my way, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like things happen, lives happen and that's okay. Let's work through it from here and not worry about it. Just don't get angry about it because getting angry at yourself or getting angry at someone else for something so tiny, like not smiling back at you, <clears throat> that is a negative thought that is go um 
if you keep that up, it's going to pile up and that is being toxic to yourself. You're being toxic to you by by inviting in all these negative feelings and all these negative um, thoughts and your mind is so gullible. Um, I read this thing, I can't remember where I read it from, but I read that your brain is dumb. It will believe anything you tell it. So if you tell your brain that you're stupid, if you say it enough, your brain's going to be like, okay, like I am stupid. But if you tell yourself that you are smart and you say it enough, then your brain's going to be like, wow, I am smart. So the power of the mind is so strong that we need to be aware of the thoughts that we put into our head. Um, so there are types of negative people that I read from um, Think Like a Monk by Jay... Oh, I can't remember his name. Jay Shetler? I could... That could be wrong. Um, But his book is called Think Like a Monk. And he actually wrote down that there are types of negative people. And I'm going to list them out and give you um, a brief description of them. Really listen to it and really um, think back to, you know, a time when you were being this type of person and you know I've read through it and I've been through most of those um, personalities and if you admit to it it doesn't mean that you know you're a bad person we're human we make mistakes we do things that we're unaware of but the only way that you can change um the toxicity towards yourself and towards other people is by admitting it and actually wanting to change that um, behavior. So the first type of negative people is complainers. Um, So, you know, it's like the person who complains all the time, um, but they don't try and look for any solutions to that problem. Um, and even if there's nothing to complain about, they will find something to complain about. They could even be, um, they could be saying, contradicting themselves. That's what that I mean. They could even be contradicting themselves. They don't care about that. All they want to do is complain. So they could be complaining about one thing one day and then next week they could be complaining about the opposite thing that you know they were complaining about but they don't see that because all they want to do is complain and not find any solutions for the problem um there are cancelers so these people cannot take a compliment um so this is what's written in the book is they take a compliment and spin it. So you might like, for example, someone says, oh, you look good today. And they'll reply with, oh, you mean I looked bad yesterday? (laughs) And I remember this type of response was a joke. I think it was like a meme or something at one point. Um, 
And I remember saying it as a joke and starting out when you say things, even if it was a joke to begin with, you start to realise that you're doing it without joking. Um, So I started saying these response as a joke and then eventually I just it was just something that came out of my mouth without me even having to think about it Um, and that's really bad because once you start to unconscious unconsciously do things that's when it sits into your brain so your subconscious actually take that in Um, and then that's the start of that negativity. There are casualties. So um, these types of negative people are the type of people who think that the world is against them. So like I said at the start, I grew up with that mindset where I always thought that the world is against me. Um, People had it out for me. People wanted me to fail. The world wanted me to fail. Um, And they could never blame the problem on other people and that's also something that I used to do as a casualty was it was always other people's fault I didn't want to work on myself because I thought well no I don't have any problem like I'm fine as I am it's people that are the problem I'm smiling at people why aren't they smiling back at me um there are critics so these people judge others um, for having a different opinion from them Um, or just I guess not even to have that different opinion from them but they just judge people um, in general and I've been this type of people as well and usually for me um, it's going to be different for everyone but for me I would judge people because I didn't have the confidence in myself or if it, if I had an insecurity I will judge a person who does not have that insecurity so for example if um I don't know if I wasn't I can't think of a <laughs> I can't think of an example right now but let's say I really like wearing bright colored clothes but I just don't have the guts to wear bright coloured clothes because, you know, everyone likes neutral colours. So I didn't want to stand out. So then if I were to see someone who wore bright colours, I'd be like, why are they wearing bright colours? Like, don't they know that people like neutral colours? Um, so, you know, things like that where I would judge people um, who were confident enough to do the things that I didn't have the confidence in. Um, but yeah, everyone's different with why they critique other people, but generally it is a, um, a reflection of who they are and not the other person. There are commanders. So commanders are people who pressure other people towards a little bit more of what they're capable of um, and they want to see people fail. Um, they're, I guess, the 
have you ever had a boss at a workplace where you just didn't, they didn't support you in any way. They told you to um, do this and then they told you to do this and then they told you to do this. But it's impossible. It's impossible to do everything at once. Um, And especially if, you know, when you're working at a workplace, you realise that not everything is achievable. Um, Maybe you can do one thing first. Once you've achieved that, then you can move on to the next thing. Um, I've definitely had bosses who had really, really high expectations of us. And when they got to put in the situation, they wouldn't even be able to handle it. But then they would turn you know, turn around and say, well, you need to do it this way. Um, And I guess their excuse is they're paying you. But those are the types of people um, that are commanders. They want to see you fail. They push you past your limits, even though, you know, they know what their limits are. Um, There are competitors, competitors, Um, So these types of people compare themselves to others um, and they control and manipulate um, other people to make themselves or their choices look a lot better. Um, And generally these types of people are similar to um, how I describe myself as a critique is that they have their own insecurities and then they pour it out onto other people um I don't think I've ever like out loud (laughs) said to people you know like oh why are you wearing that like that looks ugly I think I'm too sensitive for that like (laughs) I would feel so bad um but these are competitors are the types of people who try and bring others down to make themselves look better. And the last type of negative people is a controller. Um, so these types of people try and control you, just like the name. Um, and they tell you, you know, who you can hang out with, what you can and can't do, um, If you've ever had um, a relationship or a friend who was in a relationship where their partner said, you know, like, you can't wear this, you can't, like, put that much makeup on, you can't wear shorts, you can't go out with the guys or you can't go out with the girls. So these types of people are the type of people who... um, like really try and monitor you. So I guess kind of like a helicopter parent kind of person. Um, Yeah, so these are the two, four, seven. Seven types of negative people um, according to Jay Shetty, I think his name is. Um, And listening... Listening through those lists, did you relate to any of it? Um, you know, don't lie to yourself. You don't have to tell anyone else. But be true to yourself and admit to what type of person you are. 
because that is the only way that you can help yourself in changing your mindset and removing these negativity that is filled up in your head. So how did I realize that I was toxic um, or negative? So first, as I said um, just then, was that I admitted to my flaws. Um, I had a lot of ego in my head. I didn't show it externally, but in my head I was always, you know, I compared myself to other people and um, I was critiquing other people. Um, At one point, you know, like I tried to control other people. I complained a lot. Um, So, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that because that's how I learned to grow through um, those feelings. And I'm not saying that I'm completely like rid of them. They are still there and they still come back. Um, But every single time they come back, I can sit there and think, Alba, stop. What are you doing? That is not what we do. And then I can cleanse my mind out of that um, thought. So my first step was admitting to my negativity and my toxicity because this does not only, you know, I wasn't only toxic to other people, I was toxic to myself as well. And I was a lot more toxic to myself um, because I, you know, I can't remove my head from my body. I can't remove my brain. So I always had the feelings staying with me. Um, and I was toxic to other people because I would complain to other people and I would, you know, critique people in front of other people. Um, or yeah, I would, I would do all these things that just, it just wasn't, it wasn't a vibe. Okay. Um, and secondly, I self-reflected, um, and, you know, again, this is being true, um, admitting to yourself is to be true to yourself and recognize when you're getting defensive about your reflection. Um, when I was going through those lists, did you find yourself getting defensive did you find yourself thinking, nah, no, not me, I don't don't do that? Because if you did, then it might be a slight clue that you are that person. So it's time to sit with that thought and admit to to your flaws. Um, And we all have flaws. I, I don't say flaw in a bad way or anything because we're all humans we're not perfect you know even if we practice to be more um more authentic if we practice to be more patient if we practice to be more um sympathetic all these feelings you know the more we practice it the more we can put out those 
um, feelings. But at the same time, there will be times where you might feel a bit impatient. There will be times where you will feel angry. There will be times when you just feel like you want to pull someone's hair out. And that's okay. It's just, you know, do you know how to stop that feeling or do you know how to refrain from actually pulling someone's hair out when you want to? Um, the other thing that made me realise of my own um, toxicity was taking in the way that people acted around me, um, more so how the people that are close to me um, started acting. So, for example, my partner, he is, he doesn't really complain much. Like, if something bothers him, he just kind of goes, oh, okay, that's whatever, moving on. Um, you know, if something like, I don't know, maybe, maybe he smiled and then someone didn't smile back at him. He's just kind of like, oh, well, anyways, like moving on, (laughs) keep smiling. Um, but yeah, so he's not the type of person to complain. Um, but I was, (laughs) I was that type of person who would complain. I would come home and complain, about my day, I would complain about work, I would complain about the people at work, I would complain about people in the streets that I didn't even know, um, I would complain about every single car that cut me off or, you know, that sped in front of me or, um, yeah, so <laughs> I would complain, I was a complainer, I was a big, big complainer um, and I remember... Cody started doing the same thing and he started complaining. He started complaining about work, um, who annoyed him that day. He started complaining about driving and he loves driving. He has no problem with driving. Um, but yeah, he started complaining about people who, um, overtook him and just little things like that. And I was thinking, what is happening (laughs) you don't complain, you, this is not what you do, this is what I do, um, and then that made me realise that my energy was rubbing off on him, and it wasn't a good energy that I wanted to rub off onto people, um, and that was a big thing for me, was that I don't, I don't want to be this person who rubs off negativity to other people. I want to rub off positivity. I want to rub off joy. I want to rub off, you know, like my bubbliness to people, not this angry, sad, complaining Alba. Um, And that is actually part of the reason why I want to be a primary school teacher is because kids are a big reflection of, you know, you as a person. And I think a lot of parents will agree to that where, you know, if you say something enough, your kid's going to say it 
your kid's going to say it as well. Um, if you do something enough, your kid's going to do it as well. And you might not realize that. Um, you might just start noticing your kids saying something or doing something. And you might just be thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> or why are you saying that? Where did you learn that from? Um, but in reality, it's, it's a world around them. And, you know, even us as adults, we, we run off the energy of what we're surrounding ourselves with. Um, so if you have kids or if you work around kids, just be very careful of what you say and be very aware of um, the things you do. Um, the most important thing though, you know, you can admit that you are a negative person. You can admit that you're being toxic towards yourself or other people. You can reflect on your actions and your words um, and you can reflect yourself through um, seeing how others react around you. But if you don't accept that, then you won't you're not letting, um, you're not allowing, allowing change to happen. So when you notice that, you know, um, your kids being negative, stop blaming on other people. Um, it could be, you know, it could be other people. I don't know, (laughs) but really reflect, sit with it and don't run away from it. You need to accept it, to allow change. Um, The next thing that I want to talk about is, are you allowing toxic things in your life? Um, You know, it could be a job, um, it could be a relationship, it could be, um, you know, what you're studying at the moment. Yeah, so job. Let's start with job first. Are you allowing a toxic environment in your life? So a job is a massive thing. Um, We all work, most of us work. Um, Even if you're, you know, like even if you're not working to be paid. So, you know, if you volunteer somewhere, if you're a full-time mum, that is a job or full-time or full-time dad, um, you know, when I say job, I'm not just talking about like an office job, like a nine to five kind of thing. It's a job that you live your life to do. Um, so is your job dragging you down? I have quit so many jobs um, over the years and, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't like that job. So why would I, you know, why would I stay there? Um, And in a way, I I think that is one um, skill that I have is that I don't stay, I guess, attached to things that I know aren't good for me. Um, But at the same time... (laughs) It's also a um, 
it's also a weakness that I have um, because I didn't know how to stay committed. The smallest inconvenience, I was like, okay, bye, see ya. Um, but yeah, all the jobs that I've had in the past, there was always something to complain about. Um, and as I mentioned, I was a complainer anyway. So, um, you know, I left these jobs and I'm not saying that it was only because of the environment and that's why I was negative, but it was just the type of person that I was. I was a negative person in a negative environment. So I would complain about other people. I would complain about the job. I would bad talk about other people. And I just, I just wasn't having fun. Um, so I thought, well, why would I stay here if I'm not having fun? Um, which again, I really like that I knew where I stood. I wasn't happy somewhere, so I left. The next thing that I want to talk about is studying. Um, are you studying something because you want to or are you studying it to make other people happy even though it makes you unhappy? Um, I know a lot of, you know, um, people who went from year 12 straight to uni studying something that they don't want to do but they just thought that it was something they had to do and I have a lot of friends who did the same thing. Um, where they left school, graduated year 12, and then they went straight to uni. Not necessarily to do something they want, but they just thought that was the thing to do, that that was what we get told to do at school, right? And that's what our parents told us. Um, because if we don't go to uni, are we going to get a job? What are we going to do for a living? Um... So yeah, it's just all these pressure on us to figure our life out straight away as soon as school finish. Um, luckily, I didn't have that pressure over my head um, and my dad was always very patient, so I was lucky with that. But I did have friends who felt so pressured that they needed to do something and I remember talking to a friend who panicked and they were like, I don't know what I want to do. And I remember thinking, because I was, like, I was lucky enough that I didn't have that pressure on my shoulders. And I was thinking, you don't need to figure it out now. Like you're only, what, like 17, 18. You've got time. You don't need to figure everything out now. Um, and... You know, even when you're 30, 40, 50, doesn't mean that you can change, like, doesn't mean that you can't change careers. If you have been working at a place for 30 years or working in the same, you know, industry for the last 20, 10, 20, 30 years, it doesn't mean that you have to do that for the rest of your life. You can change your career if you want. Um, obviously, you know, I understand that for older people, it might be harder to um, 
get a new career, especially after having so many years um, in the same industry with having that experience. But it's up to you what you do with your life. Obviously, you um, have to think about... You have to think about, you know, the external factors like will you still be able to put food on the table? Will you still be able to afford rent or your mortgage? So little, you know, things like that you do have to think about. But if you're allowing yourself to stay in a negative environment where you really aren't happy and there's nothing that you can do to put that passion back into the career, then you don't need to stay there. You don't need to do one job for the rest of your life and then you're on your deathbed. You only have one life. Do what you want to do. Um, so speaking of that, with doing what you want to do, the next thing I want to talk about is Relationships. So are you keeping toxic people in your life? Um, You know, some people we just don't click with. And it's okay to not keep them in your life because um, growing up, I just always thought I needed to be nice to people. And even if I didn't like them, I needed to please them because I thought that's what being nice was, to make other people happy before yourself. Um, I now learn that it not the case we need to keep ourselves happy first um nick ki kio mahava i think is how you say his name um so he does the youtube videos um and he mentions that you know you need to save yourself first before saving others um and he's the example of when you're in a plane and, you know, something happens or the flight attendants say at the start, I can't remember what it's called. I did my cabin crew course, but I don't even know anything about, <laughs> I don't know anything about it anymore. But when they um, go through the safety things at the start before the plane flies, They tell you in case of any emergencies, put the gas mask on yourself first and then help others. And it's, it makes sense because we're no use to other people when, when we're not functioning. You know, if we put the gas mask on ourselves first, then we have that energy to help other people. But if we try and help other people first maybe we could save you know one or two people but then soon after that you you lose air and you won't be to save anyone else and you didn't save yourself so I really like that example because you need to look after yourself first you need to look after your mental health you need to make yourself happy you need to make yourself um You need to be able to, I guess, show love to yourself 
before you can do the same to other people. Um, and so I was always, I was always angry growing up. Again, you know, I thought that the world was against me and I wanted to be nice. I wanted to give love to people. But every time I tried to give love or I tried to help people and they didn't show it back to me, that was me angry straight away. So as much as I wanted to show the love towards other people, I just didn't have it in myself to to give that love because I was always angry. Um, so you don't need to try and keep people in your life to make them happy. Um, if they make you happy, then obviously keep them in your life. That's a good thing. You want happy people. You want people that you click with. You want people who, you know, it helps you become a better person and become more positive. Um... But if there are people who you don't get along with, you don't need to keep them in your life. Obviously, you don't need to be rude about it. But you don't have to see them um, five times a week. You don't need to see them three times a week. You don't need to see them twice a week. You don't even need to see them once a week. Maybe see them once every couple months and... You know, if they're really bad for you, if you feel like they're really taking out your energy, then maybe remove them from your life. Again, you don't need to be rude about it. (laughs) But you can just, you know, you can slowly start to drift yourself away from them. Um, If... If it's a really close friend that you value um, and maybe they're just, you know, they're having a hard time at the moment and that negative energy is rubbing off on you, take a break from them and, you know, maybe talk to them about it and say, like, look, you've been really negative and I want to be supportive but I can't because that negativity is rubbing off on me and every time I want to be supportive I just get really annoyed and I get angry um but you know allow them to know that you want to offer help in another way so maybe ask them is there another way that I can help you um maybe you can recommend them to go see you know like a like if you see a therapist maybe there's um, someone that you think that, oh, you know, this person I feel like would help you or um, give them some tools to use. So if they've been really anxious and maybe you can offer them, you know, like, hey, here's a book that I've been reading. Maybe this can help you. Or here's like videos that I've been watching and podcast that I've been listening to and this has helped me a lot so I think that you should listen to it um so just little things like that there are other ways to support people without 
you know, having to be in their space all the time because sometimes that can be very draining for you. It's so important to keep in mind as well with that is, you know, when you approach someone and you tell them that, hey, you know, I want to support you, but you haven't been, you know, extremely, you haven't been that positive recently and every time I'm around you, I feel down um, and I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel good about you. I, it doesn't feel right. Um, and every time you're in this mood, I just feel, um, I get annoyed and I get angry. And it's, you know, some people might not understand that. And like I said before, when, you know, we don't like to admit to the types of people that we are so when we get cold out like that we we get defensive so when we say things like that to our friends sometimes they might get defensive and they don't understand why you're being rude so just keep that in mind that other people are you know they're going through their own stuff um it's important that we look after them while they're going through their own stuff, but we can't look after them when we're not going and when we're not looking after ourselves. So if if they hold a grudge against you or if they feel negative or if they say, you know, if they get really angry and say that no, like this isn't me, it's you, then that's fine. You don't need to fight back. Just let them be. Let them take their time to process the feelings. Um, try and be there for them as much as you can. But don't hold that grudge against them for getting angry. Um, so with relationships, it is so important that you know you try and keep the people that you value in your life but at the same time you're the one who's going to have to live with you for the rest of your life you can't leave your body you can't leave yourself to go live in someone else's body so it's important that you value yourself more you know your priorities um and another um, another thing that I saw on Jay Shetty's book was that, um, he mentioned multiple studies, um, multiple studies shows that the people that you surround yourself with have a massive effect on how you are as a person, how you see the world and how you see your environment. Um, so a 20-year study of people living in Massachusetts, Mass- Mass- <laughs> Massachusetts, am I seeing that, saying that right? right? Oh my God, I can't talk. Am I- <laughs> okay, you guys know what I mean. Um, showed that both happiness and depression spread within social circles. If a friend who lives within a mile of you becomes happier, 
then the chance that you are also happy increases by 25%. The effect jumps higher with next door neighbours. So if you're surrounding yourself with the same people most of the days, whether that's in your job, whether that's, um, you know, in a like a uni TAFE school, um, whether it's your family and your friends, they have a massive, massive effect on how you see the world. So be conscious of, you know, how much time you're spending with these people and in these environments. How do we end toxicity? So this is the last thing that I want to talk about is, well, one, as I mentioned um, at the start of the podcast, is admit to your own negativity and act on changing them. So remember that you can admit to your negativity, you can admit to your own toxicity, you can admit to um, other people's toxicity, but if you don't want to change it, then nothing's going to change, which is also, um, you know, a big thing in the first podcast was, if you don't want to change, then nothing's going to change. Um, another way is to remove the negativity. So this one sounds a lot simpler than it is. So with removing your negativity, you know, if it's in a job, then change jobs. If you don't like the place that you're at now, can you move to a different place? Can you work at a um work in a different job? Obviously, you know, you have to think of the other things around it, are you going to be able to earn money? Are you going to have enough money if you don't work? And if you have kids, if you have a family, are you going to be able to support your family? Are you going to be able to support yourself? So these things, obviously, you do have to think about. But if you really want something to happen, then you can make that change. If you feel like you can't change jobs, if you feel like you can't afford to quit your job, you can't afford to work somewhere else, can you find a way to add something that you love within your job? Can you um, add some light of positivity into what you do? Um so an example is um, I read in Jordana Levin's book called Make It Happen. She wrote that there was a, or maybe it was a different book. No, I think it was her book. Um, she wrote that there was a lady who wanted to you know, her, her dream was to be in the British Bake Off, but she thought that that wasn't, that wasn't realistic for her. So 
then she got a group with the ladies at her work and they did baking Mondays. So every week, one person from the group will bring in baked goods on Mondays. And that was her way of adding something positive into her job. It was something that she looked forward to, to, you know, bake on the weekends and try out her friends, bake goods on Mondays. And it wasn't just her who enjoyed it. It was, you know, all the other people that was involved in the, um, in the uh, activity, yes? Um, and take a break from friends, whether, you know, you're having your own struggles or if they're having their own, their struggles, um, and it's really rubbing off on you, it's okay to take a break from them. Um, you know, going back to not being rude about it, you don't have to, you know, tell them that I'm just, I'm going to take a break from you because you're just, you're a negative Nancy at the moment. But let them know that, hey, this has been too much for me and that you're struggling to keep that positivity and you don't really want to, you know, end up in that negative cycle of your own. Um, and, you know, yes, yeah, speak to them about it and com- communication is such a massive thing when you want to keep relationships alive and I've honestly just basically figured that out in the last year um and don't make it as if it you know as if it isn't okay for them to feel what they feel because it is okay you know sometimes we struggle as well and it's okay to feel anxious or to feel sad, um, to feel angry, but allow them to know that you don't want to bring those emotions onto you. Um, and like I said before, you can offer them help in another way. Um, ask them, is there another way that I can help you? And there will be some who will understand and there will be some who will, um, resent you, but like I said before, they are having their own struggles and don't resent them for resenting you because then that negativity is still consuming you. And the last point that I want to make is make your own choices and respect those choices. It will be hard, but those who respect and value you will understand and look past that. Some people may take a little longer to come around than others, but allow them to take their time and allow yourself the freedom of choice and do the things that will bring you joy and happiness. Um, with, you know, a lot of these points is all so much easier said than done. I totally understand that. But I always used to live my life according to what I thought, you know, would make me look better as a person, what I thought would make other people like me. But it didn't matter how hard I tried, there's a, there was always going to be someone who disagreed or someone who didn't respect my decision. 
Um, and so I realised that whatever I did, there was always going to be someone who didn't like that choice. So why did I bother trying to please so many people doing the things that I didn't love, doing the things that brought me (laughs) sadness and fear and anxiety, when all along I could have just done something that I enjoyed and eventually people will come to understand that, you know, that is who you are and Again, if they respect and value you, they will understand. Um, You know, it's obviously going to be harder if if those people are your parents or close family or um, close friends. And I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I know what it's like to have a parent who always needed you to be better uh, to do things their way because growing up I was very fortunate that my dad allowed me to make my own choices. He always encouraged me to do something or encouraged me to not do something but at the end of the day he let me make my own choices and he let me have my own um, failures. So you know, if it's the case that someone really close to you, you think, you know, it's going to be really hard because they don't understand, can you find something, you know, can you add something, some light of positivity into the things that you're doing? So like the the example that I gave earlier of the British Bake Off, Can you add something that you enjoy into the things that you don't enjoy so much? And that is the end of episode two. Thanks so much for um, listening and tuning in into this podcast. I would just want to say another massive thank you to all the support that I've received. I am... Just I have so much gratitude and yeah, I hope you all have a fantastic day and can't wait to make episode three. Thank you.